everyone. Welcome back to Dad's Bedtime Stories. Sorry it's been a little while since my last recording, um, but we're still going to pick up where we left off at episode 102, Robo Dinos Part 2. And if you remember from the last episode, basically, you traveled to the future on the dinosaur planet. You found a world where people rode robot dinosaurs, and then you got in a little bit of trouble and the police hit you with some sort of sleep ray or something like that. And we're gonna pick up from there. As usual, just get as comfy as you can in that bed, close your eyes, and imagine yourself doing what the kid in the story does. You slowly open your eyes, and you see a whole bunch of people standing around you. When the blur disappears, you can see about 10 of them all standing behind a gigantic desk. You can hear them whispering about you being awake or something like that. Welcome, and we are truly sorry for putting you to sleep, says the leader in the center of the desk. After the police apprehended you, we ran your fingerprints. And strangely, there was one match for them. Uh, what do you mean there was a match for them? You ask? Well, you see, our ancient legend has it that our ancestors were taught how to keep dinosaurs by someone they called the bringer of the dinosaurs explains the leader sitting at the center of the table. Our ancient legend tells us that this bringer of the dinosaurs came down from the stars, built a gigantic base, and taught our people to ride the first dinosaurs. From there, our people went from almost extinct to thriving. In fact, most people believe that if it weren't for the bringer of the dinosaurs, we would no longer be here. And dinosaurs influenced our culture so much that we still ride them as you can see, or at least an electronic version of them anyways. And that brings us to you, strange traveler. Our scans tell us you are an alien, but for some odd reason. Our fingerprint scans tell us that you have the same fingerprints as the bringer of the dinosaurs. How do you explain that? Asks the leader. Uh, well, um, you see, do you guys know what time travel is? Because basically, uh, there was this vortex, and I went into the vortex riding my spaceship, and then I came here, and then it was the future, and then you guys were here, and then I had my, um, well, I had my spaceship turn into a dinosaur, and then I ran into some police officers, and then you made me fall asleep, and then I ended up here. You explain. All of the people around you gasp. So you're saying that you are, in fact, 
the bringer of the dinosaurs, asks the leader. Or states the leader, really. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what the people on the dinosaur planet used to call me in the past, or the past of your planet anyways, you say. Well then, the leader says, we would like to start by apologizing. If we had known you as such an important figure from our history, we never would have put you to sleep. Uh, uh, we will we will have the police brought here immediately and punished, and um, we are so, so sorry. The leader started to ramble. Don't, don't worry about it. I mean, I was a stranger on your planet. I can see why you would do that. Um... Speaking of doing that, do you know where my spaceship is? You ask. Well, we did not find a spaceship. We only found a robotic raptor. And it has been locked up in a very, very secure place that nothing could possibly get out of. I mean, not even in your wildest imagination could anything get out of this place. It is so incredibly secure. Suddenly, Spaceship appears beside you and grows just a little bit bigger to the size of a toy. Were you talking about me, says Spaceship. Oh, there it is. Hey, Spaceship. I'm glad you got out of there. It was easy, the ship says. The leaders all gasp and look at each other once again and then begin rambling on and on and on until the leader bangs a gavel on the desk. Silence, silence now. We have an esteemed guest with us. You all must be ashamed of yourselves. Now, we must show our guest around. All of you, get out of here. All of the leaders from around the giant desk leave through a door on the left and a door on the right until only the leader was remaining. Now... I think it might be time to show you around a little bit. Come with me. The leader leads you out another door and into an elevator. Now it has been thousands and thousands of years. I think I'd like to start by showing you some of the history of the dinosaur planet as you call it. The elevator comes to a stop and the doors open up. You walk into a huge area that looks something like a museum. There's huge statues of dinosaurs and cave people all over the place. You see, our stories tell us that once the bringer of the dinosaurs came, our civilization began to flourish. They used the dinosaurs for transport for hunting, for building, until the dinosaur riders became the dominant species on the planet. As you walk through the museum with the leader, you see pictures on the wall of the dinosaur riders riding dinosaurs and building huge buildings. Then, as civilization went on, the dinosaurs and the people became one and the same. 
Eventually, each newborn baby was given a dinosaur of their very own. The people and the dinosaurs grew up together, and we created a civilization like no other. And soon, we began to invent technology, and it wasn't long before the first robot dinosaur was created. The robot dinosaurs were faster, stronger, and more versatile. And before long, we began to rely on the robo-dinosaurs more than any other. They took over the role of the original dinosaurs. And slowly, the original dinosaurs became less and less important. We stopped caring for them and slowly built cities over their habitats until sadly the dinosaurs became extinct. They became extinct? You mean the dinosaur planet doesn't even have any dinosaurs on it anymore? Sadly, yes, the leader explains. But that's something I was hoping you could help me with. You were the one who brought the dinosaurs in the first place, yes? Well, I didn't really bring the dinosaurs, you say. I just taught people how to tame the dinosaurs. Oh. Well, would you have any idea how we could find the dinosaurs once again? You see, there's a growing faction of people who believe leaving our roots behind was a mistake and that we depend too much on these robotic dinosaurs. Some even believe that it's dangerous to rely on artificial intelligent dinosaurs too much. I happen to be one of those people. What I would do to see a real dinosaur, oh, it's the dream of my life. Since I was a little one, I've always wanted to see a real long-neck dinosaur. I don't know what it is about the long-neck variety, but ever since I was little watching stories and movies, I've just always wanted one, the leader explains. Well, I can't bring back dinosaurs exactly, or I don't think I can, but I'll think about that some more. But I could let you ride something very, very similar, you explain. You could what now? The leader says. Well, do you have a room that's uh, bigger than this? Like big enough for a small spaceship? Well, I... Uh, yes, actually, come this way. The leader leads you through the little museum into a big open room with a huge dome roof. Spaceship, you say, get yourself bigger. Spaceship begins to glow, and it grows and grows and grows until it's a normal-sized spaceship once again. It lands in the middle of the room, and the back hatch opens. Hey, Changer, come on out! Suddenly... A little earth dog runs out of the back of the spaceship and jumps up on you. Woof, woof, Changer says. You scratch Changer behind the ears 
and you bend down and whisper, Hey buddy, can you turn into a long-necked dinosaur? Says Changer, and suddenly Changer begins to morph. It grows and grows and grows until it's the shape of a long-necked dinosaur with a saddle on the back. You jump up on top of Changer and you reach your hand down towards the leader. Well, are you coming? You ask. Hey, my, that's a, you, your dog grew. <laughs> okay. The leader reaches out their hand. You grab onto it and help them up on the back of the dinosaur. You begin to walk the giant long neck through the museum. The leader rides behind you and is completely giddy with excitement. It's just the most amazing thing they've ever seen. They direct you towards a huge opening at the side of the room. You walk towards the opening and it brings you out to a giant balcony looking out over the city. You jump off the dinosaur and look out at the city in awe. Sitting on the platform are two robot pterodactyls. Now, since you've shown me something I've always wanted, I thought I could show you around the planet. I have somewhere you might like to visit, says the leader. All right, you say. Changer, spaceship, come with us. As you say that, spaceship shrinks down to the size of a toy and flies into your left pocket. And Changer shrinks down into a little mouse and runs, climbs up your leg, and jumps in your right pocket. Now, riding a pterodactyl, I always recommend a spacesuit. We have many over here, but you can use your own if you have one. Oh, uh, I do, you say. You reach your arm out, hit the button on your watch, and your robotic spacesuit armor folds out around your body. That... Well, I've... We have some amazing technology, but I've never seen anything like that, the leader says. Well, follow me. The leader puts on a protective helmet and jumps on top of the one pterodactyl. Little handlebars, like motorcycle handlebars, pop out of the back of the pterodactyl. And the leader grabs onto them, revs it up by turning the handle, and motions for you to get on the other. You climb on the other pterodactyl. Little handles pop up and you grab onto them. When you turn the right handle a little bit, a little electronic motor revs up and buzzes. It seems like it works a lot like anything else you've flown. The leader pulls back on the handlebars, revs the engine, and the pterodactyl blasts up into the air. So you decide to follow it. You pull back on the handles, rev the engine, and the pterodactyl shoots gracefully into the air, powered by a little jet engine and its gigantic wings. 
Come this way, the leader says. You fly over the dinosaur planet once again, and you look down at the amazing sight of the city. Huge metal buildings with people riding little mechanical dinosaurs everywhere. The leader flies you to the outskirts of the city, where you eventually come to a small patch of wilderness. And it looks a little bit familiar. You see some trees and a river, you pass over a lake, and then you come to a structure you've seen many times before. The dinosaur base. The leader flies the pterodactyl down and lands in the center of the base, and you run and land beside it. You look around, and you can tell that the base has been turned into some sort of tourist attraction. There's little signs everywhere that teach you about the different places and the different people. It's really weird, frankly. You come to the place that used to be the sleeping cabin you'd stay in when you were there. You walk up to the door and the leader says, Oh, don't bother. That door seems to be locked and completely impenetrable. We've tried to open it for millennia, but alas, no one has ever had success. You reach your arm out and suddenly the door springs to life. Dust flies from all areas, and the door opens up, revealing your bedroom. Well, I never... You mean, this is incredible. Can I come see? Asks the leader. Of course you can. Come on in. You walk inside, and the shelter is just like you left it. A little kitchen, little living room and an area to sleep. Your bed even looks very, very comfortable and completely free of dust. This is amazing. It's been quite a day. I mean, I'm very happy to meet the bringer of the dinosaurs. I only wish you could bring us dinosaurs once again, the leader says. And that's when an idea hits you. Wait a second. I mean, if we ever go back in time, we could just leave some dinosaurs for you. And we could leave them here. And if we do go back in time, that means that we may have already done it. Um, I'm not quite following, the leader says. Um, one second... You walk over to the living room table, and on top of the table is a little globe of the dinosaur planet. You open up the globe, and it splits in half. Then you place the palm of your hand down on the globe. It scans your hand and begins to boop and beep. And then, a huge opening in the floor is created and a pedestal with a globe on top rises out of the ground. And inside the dome are hundreds 
of dinosaur eggs. But how did you, how did you do that? Asks the leader. Well, I haven't really done it yet, but at the same time I have, you explain. You see, when we inevitably go back in time, I decided that I would create this thing here, and as long as I follow through on that, here it is. And you're telling me that these eggs are still viable? That is correct, says Spaceship flying out of your pocket. I have scanned the device, and it is a cryogenic freezing device. All indications point to the dinosaur eggs being real. There are two of every species. This should allow you to bring dinosaurs back to life, says Spaceship. Back to... Oh my, I think I need some air. It's been a long day. Ah, oh, no worries, you say. I was actually thinking I needed to sleep too. I know I got put to sleep by those police officers, but that just didn't leave me feeling very rested. Yeah, okay. I will get my best scientists together, and we will come meet you here tomorrow morning. This is the most exciting thing that's ever happened, says the leader of the dinosaurs. Okay, well, good night, you say. The leader walks out, and the door closes. You walk over to your bed. You sort of brush it off to see if anything's on there, but again, there's no dust at all. The room's been perfectly preserved. The bed feels just as comfy as ever. You pull back the covers, slide inside, and lay down on your pillow. The bed is so comfortable. The lights dim and turn off. You say, good night, spaceship. Good night, changer. Spaceship lands on the desk beside you, and changer scurries over to the couch transforms back into a dog and curls up and falls asleep. You close your eyes and with each breath you allow yourself to get more and more relaxed. You notice anywhere you're holding tension and with each out breath you let it go. You allow the muscles in your arm to melt and relax. And then your legs your body, and last your head and your face. And the deeper you go, the better you feel. And the better you feel, the deeper you go, sinking deeper and deeper into the mattress as you allow yourself to gently fall asleep. Good night, everyone.